Hey, welcome back to Late Night with Larry. This is Larry D. Unfortunately, tonight, my co-host Vince will not be here. So I'll kind of just be going solo on this one tonight. What I want to do tonight is more of a commentary on Bigfoot. So I just recently got done watching the new Bigfoot uh, series, Expedition Bigfoot, which is premiering on Travel Channel. And it was good. I, I, I liked it. There were a few things that that I liked. Uh, okay, for one, the high-tech uh, instruments are using, you know. What caught my attention is they used an algorithm off reported sightings to kind of pinpoint where they think uh, the next sighting would be, which was interesting to me. Uh, now that's that's using technology at its finest so what they did is input all the sightings in this area in Oregon and the algorithm basically told them that this is supposedly mathematically where the next sightings may occur so they found the hot spot and they went up there and I thought that was interesting uh, way to use technology to your benefit the other thing I liked is uh they got some knowledgeable people that seems like they know what they're doing. Now, are they going to find Bigfoot? Who knows? We've been looking for him, myself included, when I go out to the mountains. Keep my eyes open. Uh, we've been looking for him for a long time. And uh, many people have their sightings. And some of us, we hear sounds. A lot, for instance, I've heard the screams in the wilderness, but I've never had my sighting. Uh, my brother had his experience, which we talked about in our very first podcast. But what's interesting about this series is uh, they're not gonna—they're not out there banging on trees like uh, looking for Bigfoot was. They're not out there hollering, at least not yet. What they're doing is they're taking a real scientific approach to it. The other thing I really found interesting was they used the LiDAR, which is a really cool technology. And I've seen it used on like uh, programs that talk about archaeology and what it does. It removes the canopy, the trees, the brush, everything so that you could see down to the ground. And it was interesting tonight that they found game trails where... You wouldn't have seen that from the sky just with the, a regular drone or whatnot. So kudos to them on that. That's another big win for them using technology like that. And, you know, drones, that's another thing they're using. But here's the thing. You've got to get out there to find Bigfoot, no matter how much technology you use. Now, I put myself in their position and I'm like, what would what would I do? Which direction would I go? Even though they have all this technology, it, there, there's just so much area to cover. It's it's vast. And you, you wonder, where would I go? Which direction? But sometimes I wonder, does it matter the direction you go out there? Even when myself and my brother go up to the mountains 
and we do our little expeditions, our camping site. We, we go to the same site every time because we're hoping lightning strikes twice. That's where he had his encounter and maybe that's where I may have mine. But doesn't matter where you go. As everyone says, even when we go, sometimes you feel like you're just being watched. And I've had that feeling out there too. Whether it's a Bigfoot watching you, Sasquatch, however, whatever you want to call them, or some other type of wildlife watching you. But you know you get that feeling when the eyes are on you and you feel like you're being watched. Well, you get that feeling out there too. So the point I'm getting at is no matter where you go, do you think the Bigfoots come to you so that they could monitor your activity? Because there again, we live in the cities. We, we don't live, some of us live out in remote areas, but we don't live in the wilderness like these creatures do. That's their home. They're the ones that rule that forest, not us. We may be smart and intelligent and we have all these tools, but I question their intelligence. Is it above ours in these habitats? Now, this place in Oregon where they're conducting their expedition, the habitat, it's, it's perfect for game, wildlife. You know, anything could survive out there, including man. There's just, if, if you wanted to, there's just abundant of life, game, wildlife, water. Uh, so could they exist in that area? Absolutely, definitely. But the thing is, why can't we find them? Us that want to find them and we go looking for them, why don't we find them? And it's always just people coming, doing their own business, going along their day's business, that randomly they find them. They get their sightings. For some reason, you know, you hear many people that weren't believers in Bigfoot and they take a trip wherever to the mountains, whatnot, and then all of a sudden they have a sighting and a lot of them they don't report because you know you don't want to be called crazy they fear that stigma of people labeling them as a psycho a cuckoo or one of those you know but it in today's world more and more people are getting intrigued by this mysterious elusive creature and they want to know is it real kind of like that commercial back in the early 70s 80s for memorex is it real or is it memorex you know real or recording but i would definitely love to see one crossing the road maybe have my own experience and see one maybe up close i don't know i don't know how i would act in that situation you never know until you're placed in that situation put yourself in someone's position where they are just going up a hiking trail and all of a sudden they spot one of these creatures like some of the people say I spotted him and he was crouching down behind the tree all of a sudden you see this creature stand up he's seven eight maybe eight and a half feet tall broad muscular hairy 
has some features like a man, but not quite man. At that moment, what goes through your mind? Do you run? Are you overcome with fear? Or do you stand there and be brave and try and confront this creature? From the stories I've heard, most people cut and run or just slowly back away. And it seems like if you do that, if you slowly back away from what the, the sightings, the people that have had sightings and have done that, they go the other way. So they don't want to be confronted by men. They don't even probably want man in their area, their habitat. But the people that say they turn and run, it always seems in their tales or their sightings that the creature runs right by them. Now, I wonder why that is. Is it truly to make sure that you get out of their habitat, out of their area, which they claim this is my home, leave. Is it that or some other reason? I don't know. I don't even know if we'll ever know. You know, we have to put ourselves in Bigfoot's position and think like that. So just some thoughts I have, you know. I, I wonder if any of you out there do the same. I always wonder, what would I do? If I were to see one of these creatures. Now, in this new series, they're going to be camping out there for three weeks. That doesn't sound like a long time, but three weeks in the wilderness. That's a, that, that, could get, that could get rough because you don't really get the best sleep out there, especially if you're doing it like they are. They're sleeping in tents on the hard ground. and Now, we sleep in tents, and, and I, have, I have a little camping mattress but that still I still don't get good sleep out there when I do it and maybe it's because in the back of my mind I know why I'm out there and I could be a little nervous thinking am I gonna am I gonna am I gonna run into something some type of wildlife that could possibly just end my life or you know there's always those things running through the back of your mind and I wonder if that's why I don't get good sleep when I'm out there but here's the other thing. We still continue to go out there. I give these people kudos. Because they are out there. Trying to prove science wrong. So many people just blow it off. And think, nah, creatures don't exist. You, it, you guys are seeing things or, or making the story up. But... As I always think, there's just so many people seeing these creatures, so many sightings. What What is it? There has to be something to it. You know, and you get people that have had multiple sightings. So I ask you, have you ever had a sighting? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones. And what did you do in that instance? I can only imagine. And that's because I haven't had my sighting yet. There was another interesting thing that was brought up about Bigfoot. Um, now this falls into 
maybe supposedly the aliens and you you hear that that bigfoot's always associated with flying saucer sightings orbs and you know there's 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 that connection that people put there that bigfoot's associated with aliens or is possibly an alien one interesting thing that i heard i don't know if any of you out there are familiar with the paracas skulls they're the elongated skulls which are thought to be alien beings i don't know but i know these skulls have been discovered and i've seen them not personally, but I've seen them in documentaries and on TV. And what they did in one of these programs, and I can't remember the program. I think it's The Legend of Bigfoot because that's what I was watching tonight and before this expedition, Bigfoot came on. And I had never seen them take those skulls and they did a computer regeneration of one of those skulls and what the face looked like. And they added hair to it. And it was wildly similar to what people describe as a Bigfoot. Now, coincidence, computer-generated imagery that we want to go our way? Or could there be fact to that that these skulls discovered? Now, these skulls discovered in Paracas, Peru, were they numbered in the hundreds. And they're, they're different than human skulls. The saddle stitcher that goes down our skull, it, it's not there. And I'm sure if you people are into the subject of Bigfoot, and if you're listening to me talk about Bigfoot, then you've probably got, you may be familiar with these skulls that I'm referring to. And that, when I saw that computer-generated picture of the skull that had the elongated head made me wonder is there some truth to this or are we reaching maybe in different directions trying to prove to ourselves using whatever we have that bigfoot exists me myself i'm a believer because i've been out in the woods and the screams i heard those can't come from an animal or a man. Just to me, no, it's, it's, it's not possible. But there again, I haven't had my own personal sighting. Here's another interesting thing that I kind of made the connection to. In this country, North America, there have been many many graves that have been found with extremely large skeletal remains in seven, eight-foot range, you know, and uh, they've disappeared, you know. People have found them, and the government whisked them away, and and I, I heard of an incident of a cave in the Grand Canyon in the early 1900s that was a man discovered, and inside that cave was the red-headed giants. Uh, there again, reference to elongated skulls, giant remains. Were these remains of a Bigfoot also? In that instance, they referred to these giants as Nephilim. There again, well, 
does Bigfoot fall into the category of Nephilim? Because they're so elusive. And people say, I, I heard them, I saw them walking, but you can't hear them. They're stealthy, you can't even hear them. They're quick. I don't know, many things run through my mind. But that's just me. I tend to let my imagination run wild sometimes, or sometimes while I'm doing my research, reading about the subject, things pop into my mind and I tend to bring them together. And maybe it's just me because, like I said, reference to the giants that were found in a cave in the Grand Canyon, they were scooped up supposedly by the Smithsonian. And then when inquired about them, the Smithsonian said, what are you talking about? You know, there again, cover up. Who knows? But what I do know is why is everybody so afraid to say, oh, yes, we have these bones. And no, they're not human. And we can't, we can't tell you what they are. But we've searched our DNA gnomes and none of them match what we have as far as species collected the DNA gnomes. I don't know. Would it shock the world? Would it make people lose their faith in in their religion? I don't know. I tend to think not. I don't know. I mean, creatures are being found all the time, you know, that we thought were extinct or creatures that we say are extinct. We're seeing one pop up here and there, so it makes me wonder what's out there. We haven't even began to explore all the vast openness of North America, the wilderness, let alone, you know, other countries that have their Yeti, Sasquatch, Bigfoot sightings, Yowie, you know, it's, it's vast. We live in cities where we just stay together, crowded, and anymore. We have people that do go out into the wilderness, but not like we used to in the past. So, I wonder, will we ever see a Bigfoot? Now, I've heard that the government has Bigfoot, you know, whether it be live or dead, but they've, they've acquired a body, let's just say that, a, a corpse, uh, and I've heard stories, you know, on the internet, reading about them, that when Mount St. Helen blew, you know, that they found remains of all types of wildlife, including a Bigfoot. But they were scooped away, you know, gone. The wildfires in California, I do believe in 2012, supposedly... The firefighters found an injured Sasquatch, gave it medical treatment. There again, the government came in, scooped it up. So if the government does have a Bigfoot body, why won't you tell us? Is it really that secretive that you don't want the American people or the people of the world to know that they exist? I think we kind of have a 
a little idea that they do. Thousands of sightings, hundreds of sightings every year. Matter of fact, I read a story that was documented in the newspaper here in my home state. Well, before you get to Windrock, Arizona, there's a little, right on the New Mexico-Arizona state line coming back into New Mexico, there's a little bar. It's a little bar that, you know, people pull over, get their drink on, do what they're going to do. And a lot of Navajo people predominantly would drink there because it's close to the reservation. And you can't have alcohol on the reservation. So that's where they come and get their drink on, have their local fill. Well, this story talks about a road that goes behind that bar. And the road leads up to a water tower. Now, I can't, the the place is called Sagebrush. That's a sagebrush bar. But I can't remember the name of the water tower or the road that led to it. Anyway, the story was given by a Navajo Nation police officer. And he saw the Bigfoot running down this road. And he, he couldn't believe it. And he described it, what he saw, the hands, the the, the neck movement, the gait, and... To him, he saw a Sasquatch. Did he blare it to the world? No, you know. It's just one of those things. He's a police officer. You know, do we want to take his gun? Because now he's he's flipped out. He's nuts. Who knows what he saw? It's things like that that I wonder why people are afraid, are afraid to come out and say it. But I know... That in my neck of the woods here, there's a lot of sightings of Bigfoot. Mostly a lot in the area that I hear. Now, I I haven't had time to go up there and camp, but I want to reach out to some people. Farmington, New Mexico, in that area, because the San Juan River comes down that way. And they say there's a lot of sightings there. Now, there again... Do we take people's word for it? Or are people just seeing things? You're all smart people out there. You judge for yourself. But hundreds of people every year, they, they can't be wrong. They just can't. Now that brings me to another story I was told. The Navajos have a little satellite casino out there in the Farmington area. It's in Fruitland is what it's called. I was told, now there again, I can't say it's factual, but I was told that that casino, everyone knows casinos have cameras everywhere, but that casino was rumored to have had pictures taken in the back of the casino of Sasquatches rummaging through the trash looking for food. Now, if that's true, there again, Why would they not release those photos? Who told them not to release them? Did they threaten them if they did get released? See, it just makes me wonder. 
I just wonder at times. But there again. Now, I know I'm rambling on. I just want to do a commentary on Bigfoot. It just piqued my interest just watching this new series. And it was interesting. Of course, I'm going to watch it next weekend. Will they find a Bigfoot in the series? I don't know. We'll have to just watch. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see what people do. The links they'll go to prove that these things exist. When some people, it's not in their mind to prove that they exist or their will. They just stumble across it through their day-to-day life. What would I do if that was me? Not sure. Ask yourself, what would you do? Yep. It's a hard question to answer. But I believe they do exist. I do. Well, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I just wanted to get this off my chest, talk a little bit about it. And if you have a sighting or a story that you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear it. You can email me at late night with Larry fifty five at gmail dot com. That's one word. And I thank you for listening and thanks for your time. Have a good night.